0: what's going on it's quinn david furnace that's me in the background what's going on what's happening my name is quinn and this is my show quinn david furnace presents Town podcast hit it baby mm. yeah all right uh that's not going to be the full-time intro music uh we're just taking a one-week break from the entertainer because guys let's be real this thing's an absolute banger Daddy Long Legs 2.0 Blew up on SoundCloud Like actually like 200 some streams Uh, Not as hot on YouTube But you know The algorithm Blacklisted That sort of stuff My name is Quinn And this is my program Thank you to uh, The great nation of Pakistan For making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast In the great state of Pakistan Hello Karachi Hello Lahore Uh, Hello Hyderabad Pakistan was the Worldle clue of the day today. I guess if you're if you're late getting around to playing it, this isn't going to come out until about 8 p.m. Central Time on Thursday night here. Uh, then that's a little bit of a spoiler. So we should put the spoiler tag in here, but I don't know if people still play Worldle. You know, I got my birthday coming up here in two weeks, and I recall um, it would have been my birthday 2022. I think I got. Uh, I got to go to replay a uh, like a, a arcade game bar. Uh, there's a you know it's a, a series of them. It's a chain, but a bar in uh, Lincoln Park. When I lived in Lincoln Park on Diversity for a year, Rachel uh, Rachel took me to this bar and we played Wordle live. It was the first and last time I ever played Wordle live. This was the heat of the Wordle craze. But it's it's an interesting thing. I don't know you know who out there is still. Keeping up with Wordle every day, it uh, it was just it was the hot thing for a while, and now you know for me my rotation and uh, full disclosure I like to play this when I'm on the toilet doing my daily constitutional. I have a series of four games. I go Worldle, where you guess the country based on the outline, and then the capital and the flag and all that fun stuff. Although I have a bone to pick with Worldle, just quickly. Uh, they changed, they added more like rounds to it. It used to just be, you know, name the country, then the capital, then the flag, then the population. And it was like those four things, and it was quick, it was easy. But now they've added in the middle somewhere, like most common languages spoken, and then there's something else. The issue with it is they, these, some of these rounds use like a drag and drop feature. And it's terribly difficult on your phone to actually drag and drop it. You know, you're like swiping and moving around with your fingers, and it just doesn't work. So the way it's formatted right now, if you have the same bone to pick with world, as I do, email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, it's Podcast at yahoo.com. Let me know. Um, You know, I get to the country outline, the capital, and then the flag, and then I don't get to name the... Or I guess the area, because the language thing with the drag drop feature happens first, and I can't even like get past it in my phone. It's so irritating to me. So I've just stopped playing after those uh, first three rounds of it each day. Wordle, if you're out there, here's my complaint. My other three in the routine are Wordle. In the New York Times mini crossword and New York Times connection, which I've been I've been having a tough time with lately on uh, getting like the last two in connections. I can usually get the first two no problem, but the last two have been a struggle. But today I aced it, so feeling good. Uh, a bunch of things, just uh, administrative tasks to get to uh, before we hop into the content of today's show. Which there's a couple of different things, but listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the bean town podcast number 1 we will occasionally some language number 2 this podcast is objectively terrible so that's that second thing uh last sunday well before that I'll let you know we're recording this is thursday night leap day 22924 happy leap day to everyone who celebrates uh wanted to get this in we will be doing some leap leaping related activities in a little bit here uh we got some uh some greatest leaps in human history coming at you hot. But I did want to, of course, mention last Sunday, just four days ago, excuse me, uh, our big seventh annual Beantown Podcast Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser live on air uh, Sunday afternoon. Thank you so much to everyone who called in. Uh, I would list the names. I don't want to forget. I know most of my immediate family called in. My uh, in-laws called in um dr mike called in i'm sure i'm forgetting someone so i apologize for that but thank you for not only calling but playing our games that was the first year you know we've been doing this telethon for a long time now almost a decade and that was the first time where we've actually had like listener games and it wasn't just like awkward interviews so i really liked that we're going to keep it going uh extra kudos to my dad steve who called in and played unbreakable sports records and I think if you know you're listening after the fact or watched it live, you might be like, "Oh well, Steve was fed these answers because he just like not only did he get them all right, but he just mowed it down. It wasn't like oh let me let me pontificate p o n t i f i c a t e for you know thirty seconds and go through some considerations. He literally played the game and won the game as if he was reading off a script, which is absurd because it was just a Google Doc." That uh, I had created in my own account. It was never shared with anyone or anything like that. Um, so, you know, everyone, everyone who called in and played games did very well. Uh, I know my brother Jack played the Josh Hutcherson game, but brother Walt was high points. Uh, my in-laws played the logic puzzle. I'm trying to remember, I, I apologize, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone who, who played other games and I apologize for missing that. We'll get, we'll get to the donors in a second here. But man, Steve showed up, if you're curious, yes, that's Steve, 541-410-0316 or homepriotoregon at gmail.com is a good email. Showed up and just pissed excellence all over that pleasure drive telethon about midway through. So special kudos to Steve because he literally approached those questions as if it was just another day at the office for him. And that was awfully impressive, to be honest. Uh, I did want to, you know, we're going to update our website in a second here with all of our, uh, Our I mentioned that we were going to have our, you know, our wall of champions. And so I want to make sure that we, you know, recognize them in writing, in stone on our uh, BeantownPodcast.com. So look look out for that. Today, you technically, it, it's more of like a, a one-day kind of event, that I promote leading up to it now, the Pledge Drive Telephone fundraiser. But in, in past, in, in Beantown seasons of your, yore, it's uh, we've always just said, hey, February is Pledge Drive month. Now, I'm not coming out here 28 days, 29 days in this instance, being like, please give me money. Uh, please support local arts and charity. Of course, we match every donation one-to-one to charity. I'll be doing that uh, in March at some point, and I'll let you know how it goes. But... Um, February twenty nine. Today is technically the last day of Pledge Drive Month, even though it's not really, uh, it's not really recognized that way anymore. Like I don't think anyone's waiting until eleven fifty nine p.m. to get in on Pledge Drive Month right now. So we've got about four hours, five hours left here in the month of February in Pledge Drive Month. So with that being said, let's just thank everyone who who uh, donated to the show. We've got. I'm just going down the list of names given. Uh, on our GoFundMe page, we have Anna Ogunike, we have Jose Ramos, we have Abigail Furness, we have Dave and Sally Furness, we have Anonymous, we have Scott Furness, we have Jane Dennison Furness, we have Molly Tomarello, we have Walter Furness, Betty Ramos, Matthew Fiedler, and Kathy Comparator. Thank you so much to all of you for donating. As a reminder, if you hit that $26 and above threshold... You are eligible for our Topaz Elite Club, which comes with this year first time ever, a Bean Tom podcast limited edition collector's item tote bag. Here's the thing, and we kind of got to this a little bit on the telephone. I'm gonna move off this soon enough, but uh people were asking, oh well let's see the tote bag live on air, like let's see where we're getting. I didn't test it out myself with uh uh you know a prototype to see just how well it was gonna work. So, hey, if you're listening out there and you've received your tote bag whenever you listen to this uh, program or if you haven't, just hold tight. Uh, But I do – I promise you, uh, uh, in uh, in contrast, if you will, to last year when we completely just messed up the stickers – not messed up makes it sound like there was an issue, like I totally blew it. The, uh, every year uh, or, or, or every time an order this year has come in, a uh, donation has come in, I turn right around, I go to our vendor, I say, boom, here's a Beantown Podcast tote bag for this person. You know, pony up the, you know, $74 or whatever it is per bag. Uh, I round it up slightly, but you get the picture. So let us know, uh, tweet at us, at BeantownCast, when you get your... Beantown Podcast tote bag. Let us let us know. Let's see the pictures. You can also email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, slightly scary and embarrassing to say, but I have no idea the level of quality we're receiving here. But you know what? I think it's going to be good. So let's, that's closing the book. If you're curious, uh, we're, so we're closing the book on the telethon Pledge Drive, Pledge Drive Month, all that stuff. It was a really fun show. I guess two more thoughts. One, apologies for YouTube. If you're, like, coming back later and you want to watch the video stream, not only is it cut into three parts on YouTube because, and I blame my Wi-Fi more than I blame YouTube, but it's it was just uh, 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 really frustrating all around. I also noticed I didn't, you know, I haven't listened back to the whole, sh- whole show, and I'm sure I never will, but, you know, who has two and a half hours in their day? But if you go to the last clip on YouTube, it doesn't even run through the end. It just, it just ends. And that wasn't something I was aware of because when I was doing the telethon live, YouTube never said that. It stopped broadcasting, stopped recording, stopped streaming. It was just showing up as normal. And I remember hitting end as, you know, after I played. If you watch YouTube, you didn't get to see me do my banging rendition of Funichi Lee, Funichi La on the keyboard and, the you know, using the organ tone. Which is a damn shame. So if you want to listen to that, it's audio only. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your you know, BeanTown podcast. Thank you for listening, and giving us five star rating. Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, it just ended. So that was number one. That's a bone to pick. I don't have. It's not like a, oh, next year we're going to do this differently. I I, t- I felt totally bamboozled. Usually it was, or, or coming into the 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 pledge drive. It was like GarageBand. You guys, you know, laptop. You're eleven you gonna hold out, hold out for me, and I developed a strategy to make that work pretty well, and I think the audio stream went very well. And then YouTube just turns around when I got my back turned, working on my Mac, GarageBand, YouTube just saying "f you," giving me the finger. Just really, just total piss poor, a total piss poor effort. It's a soccer term we used to use in high school: piss poor effort. I was a uh, recipient of that many times. No, I was a high effort. I was a high effort player. I ran, worked hard. Just zero like technical abilities, but you know that didn't stop me from playing good defense. So, I think in the grand scheme of Northern Illinois One A soccer, I was a perfectly competent defensive player. You know what? And I can hang my head on that because it's not like it, soccer was just like a. This this went for most of the sports I played. It was just like a hobby. Um, you know, wasn't something where I was like, Oh, I'm playing all throughout the year, I'm getting coaching or getting tips is literally like show up to practice, do what the coach says, run hard, work hard, put in your best effort. You know, it's a school with what, like two hundred and fifty high schoolers across the entire school, maybe a little bit more than that, like three hundred. Um you know, a, a coach who's just fine but not amazing. Shout out to Kevin Obie. I just called you fine but not amazing. Um, I did my best. You know what? And Swimming was kind of the same way. Obviously, I have more of a swimming, family swimming background. But, like, you're swimming, like, two, three months out of the year. It takes you half the season just to get in shape. I don't have regrets about that. Like, I, I wouldn't have uh, changed anything that I did. But just uh, being an exceptional high school athlete is tough man um and then baseball man that's my big regret fucking up my shoulder is my big regret would i have done anything differently i don't know it's tough to know like what to do to not mess up your shoulder but i think baseball is one of those sports where with the instincts i had i i don't mean to toot my own horn too much but i think i have really good uh had and still have really good baseball instincts which i get to I get to utilize a little bit now when we play our um, our rec league kickball games, which I really enjoy. Kind of being part of the um, just casual fun, but you know, it's fun. Kind of coaching teams up or coaching players up and saying, you know, watch out for this, keep an eye on that. Like that's just something that I, I enjoy. I think I legitimately could have gone to a D three school and walked on a baseball team if I, um, you know, was able to throw. Uh, and it's something I enjoyed. I love baseball. I have no idea how we even got here. We're talking about soccer. Good effort, but uh, the last thing I wanted, we got we got to close the book on this pledge drive. Where I wanted this to be a zippy episode, and it's totally not right now. Uh, Four hundred twenty-two dollars raised might be a new record. I have to go back and check. But regardless of record or not, it's a ton of money. What we're doing, what you helped me do, is number one, you helped me cover. Excuse me, helped me cover the cost of the show which is our uh, website hosting for Beantown Podcasts and its subsidiaries, Beantown Podcasts slash blog. There's always some good stuff over there. Check it out. Uh, And then our SoundCloud hosting. You can't just randomly post your podcast into the universe, and everyone can listen to it. That costs money. So that's SoundCloud. We've been with them for a long time now. Uh, But then what we're going to turn around and do is take every dollar, $422 that you donated to this show – and we're going to turn that around as we do every year to the United Way of Metro Chicago. Um, so am I the one getting the tax break based off of that? Yes, I am. Uh, but I take the standard deduction anyways every year, so I don't think I actually benefit from that. I don't know how this stuff works. we got to wait for Matthew Feather to get on here with his tax expertise next month. But uh, thank you all for donating. Uh, the United Way, I know, of Metro Chicago is going to be very appreciative. They are every year. Um, they always send me a nice... Thank you notes handwritten in the mail. So although, uh, hey, if you live where I live, we don't get mail. It's been three weeks, no mail. Uh, just I had a, a Valentine's Day from my grandparents returned. Uh, I ordered a debit card from my bank because I haven't had one for years. And I was like, might as well get it if the, you know I can have it returned. Um I uh, had a $25 Visa gift card from some research study I did, and I it was you know, I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, let me just – because the way you want to do it with a purchase that's as close to $25 without going over, because you can't really split it. So I was like, okay, let's find something on eBay that's interesting. I found a DePaul pullover. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. I could wear this to work. It would look great. I don't have much DePaul-branded gear outside of two hoodies, uh, which I wouldn't wear to work. So I was like, "Oh, we'll buy this on eBay. Looks kind of nice. Use my gift card. No cost to me. Uh, USPS, dope. Not, not delivered. So just, uh, yeah, maybe don't send us anything in the mail. But we're moving. Uh, it's not the only reason, but uh, it's a uh, playing a factor. In fact, the uh, so you got this new. Uh, you know, we we rent from this property management company. Big big time players." Not too concerned about the little guys like me, but there's a new person at the company who took over like property management for our space unit complex, whatever. And he actually he emailed me yesterday, and when I when we put in our um, notice that we weren't renewing, he was like, Can you "Please give me a call." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." This guy seemed he he seemed nice enough, but uh, man, he just wanted to know so much. We were on the phone for like ten minutes, which is a long time when it was. He was just asking me, like, oh, why are you not renewing? And I was like, you guys keep jacking the prices. This place is not worth this much, yada, yada, yada. But I mentioned the mail thing. He's like, oh, I, yeah, we got that fixed today. And I was like, well, I emailed your people two weeks ago, and they said they got that fixed. So just kind of a bummer when you're missing out on, like, handwritten notes, and Rachel didn't get a, a handwritten note either, and that's just, like, the worst feeling in the world. Like, oh, yeah, we'll never get this. This was something that someone put in, time and uh, love and energy into uh, creating for us and we'll never you know at least currently never get it which sucks plus a debit card floating out there in the wind i don't love that uh that doesn't make me feel good and then you have something i bought online clothing spent 24 bucks on it not my own money but still and we'll never get it so yeah we're moving Uh, may be on the lookout for that this will be the beantown podcast's Oh God. One, two, three, four. This will be the Beantown Podcast's fifth home. We had uh our original uh, founding location. I don't know if they ever put up the plaque out there at eight one seven St. Paul Street, Baltimore. Apartment uh three oh six, I think, something like that. Uh and then of course, uh bounced around Rogers Park, Lincoln Park, Lakeview, and then who knows? Where to next? In that I mean we're in that hellhole right now that you go through every Year every other year, we were, like, checking every single website. I mean, literally off the top of my head. Uh, let's let's see. Uh, you're checking, like, every day, reaching out. Some people get back to you. Most don't. Uh, Zillow, Apartments.com, Trulia, Domu, Craigslist, Redfin, Realtor.com, Hotpads. And then I even have this this Realtor who like created this private list for me on something called Zen list. So I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's such a, we're, we're in good shape, right? May 1st lease. It's not even March 1st yet for another four hours here, but, uh, just, I hate it. It's like at at the start of this process, it's exciting looking for a new apartment. It's exciting because there's like the whole world is your oyster, but then you just get beat down by, uh, uh, reach out, no one responds, or you reach out, uh, this place doesn't actually have in-unit laundry, uh, or you reach out um, and uh, they say, oh, no, lease is incorrect, or what Rachel and I did Tuesday night, we went to see this place in Lincoln Square that we both liked And it was, you know, we saw it and it was like, oh, this is an option, but it's still so early and it wasn't our dream. If it was our dream, we would have said, yes, let's sign. But we're like, it wasn't our dream, so let's put a pin in it for a second at least, uh, buy us a couple days. And literally on the train ride home, uh, get a text from the landlord being like, oh, someone else signed. Literally 20 minutes, less than that, 15 minutes after we left the property. And it's just that kind of event where it's like you take the time out of your day. We had to rush out of work to get there. The train was super delayed. You know, it's like an extra two hours or so out of your day on a weekday to go see this thing that led to nothing, and it's not like I'm I'm not looking for sympathy. It's not like oh, I'm so beat down from that that uh, I don't know how I'll move on. But uh, it's just tough. It takes time, uh, time out of your busy schedules. So feeling a lot of like the weight of that this week, unfortunately. Uh, it's just kind of stressful because it's, like, the most basic human thing. You know, where am I, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? How are my stocks doing? Did anyone upload a Pokemon video that I could watch in the last 24 hours? These are the four basic human needs, and this is one of them. So. Um, we have to move on here. This is absurd. I'm not... Uh, I was going to say I'm not a big rambler. I am a big rambler, not a Loyola Chicago rambler, but a Beantown podcast rambler. But this has reached new new highs uh, that uh, we have uh, rarely yet explored. Usually more when I'm drunk. I'm not. I'm literally uh, a third of the way through a Temperance beer company. Escapist, American Ale, IPA, 6.7%. Local brewery up uh, in Evanston, I think, is where Temperance is. I've been there two or three times. Good spot. Uh, but got it on sale at Jewel uh two weeks ago, some two three weeks ago maybe. So slowly, slur, slurly, slurly. Surly Brewing Company, slowly working my way through those. We gotta get to uh what I I wrote a show. It was in my phone, and we're twenty-four minutes in, twenty-three minutes in and we're actually gonna get to it, I promise. So here we go. Uh, before anything else, I wanna give a quick shout out to uh well, our, our 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 sponsors, our brands here, but another shout-out that I wanted to mention that has nothing to do with the show and just something I've been listening to that's been stuck in my head recently. But, of course, our good friends, we've already mentioned it, but Steve Furness at Home Pride Oregon, call 541 316 Guys, if you're in Central Oregon, the housing prices are nuts. Don't get me started on rent here in Chicago, but housing prices, Pacific Northwest, the hot area, home inspections are not something you can just sweep under the rug if you sweep something under the rug on a home inspection you know who's going to find it Steve because he looks through all those nooks all the crannies all the crawl spaces don't get him started on attics I remember when my dad would go in the attic in our home in Cherry Valley growing up and I was always so mesmerized by it because it was in our garage and I was afraid of ladders and more or less still am to this day and so I think the furthest I ever got up into the attic was like peeking my head up above. And it was such a fascinating thing. Like, how big was it? How far back did it go? To this day, I have no idea. Was it a whole other magical world up there or was it pretty small? No clue. You know who has a clue, though? Because he's not afraid of ladders. Steve. Go to homeprideoregon at gmail.com. Send him an email. Let him know uh, Quinn sent you. Homeprideoregon. Inspection perfection. And, of course, our good friends... Samson, Samson Q2U series. I know I may have ruffled a couple of feathers uh, with the potential introduction of a new Bob Barker style microphone. We're not using that today. That's for Rachel when she's able to co-host. Uh, she's at a company event right now, having a great time, so she's not here. But uh, inside sources have told me that uh, good potential that she'll become a permanent co-host of this show very soon. I'm sure she would love to uh, you know, always be on my recording schedule, and have to commit to one show a week until we're both dead. So, looking forward to having my the love of my life, Rachel, on the show. Uh, home part or uh, yeah, gosh, uh, Samson. God speaks, and when Rachel speaks, they use a Samson. Does that mean Rachel and God are the same thing? No, but she's a she's a goddess. She's stunning. She's beautiful, and we're getting married in a year. So it's pretty cool. And then, of course, our good friends at Cuts by Q, when you need a fresh do something snappy or new, guys. It can be snappy or new or both. So if you want to do the whole, like, Hun culture, H-O-N from Hairspray, Baltimore. Good morning, Baltimore. I don't actually know how that song goes. Never seen Hairspray. Familiar with it. I love uh, the Zac Efron remake with Travolta. You can't stop the beat. But it's also cool because hun culture, I got to be part of, well, part of it is such a loose word, but um, you know, it's all centered around Hamden, Baltimore, which is uh, you know, like half a mile west of where I worked, and Hopkins in Baltimore. And I spent a decent amount of time in the avenue, they call it. I think 30, I'm going to offend some Baltimoreans. No one listens to this show in Baltimore, though. Uh, 36th Street, something like that. In Baltimore. Great Greek Diner. Oh man, let's look this up. Hamden, Baltimore. Uh, while we're looking that up, as a reminder, when you need a fresh ado, something snappy or new, call the experts at cuts by Q. I really just want to confirm it's a great ice cream place, the Charmery, if it's still there. 36th Street. Okay, I'm I'm doing well so far. And then my question is is the Greek place still here? Not the Greek diner. From uh, The Wire Season 2, but I believe Souvlaki, was that what it was called? Souvlaki Greek Cuisine. There it is. Closes soon, 9 p.m. It's open. Okay. Good stuff. I had Souvlaki on my uh, my birthday once. Would have been either my 20, when did I live in Baltimore? My 23rd or my 24th birthday. And uh, mother of the show, Jane Furness, uh, called me on my way back to work. Uh, good place. I you know one of those things where like you spend twelve bucks, fifteen bucks, and you're just completely overstuffed. Uh, food food memories of Baltimore. We should get a, a friend of the show on from Baltimore. I'm thinking like Megan Lundgren, a different last name now she's married, but and doesn't live in Baltimore now. But I would love to do like a Baltimore look back. It's been gosh almost five years uh, since I left, which in a way that feels like in, my Baltimore era feels like a completely different lifetime but then also saying five years out loud feels really long even though obviously it isn't in the grand scheme of things but um i do think about baltimore from time to time not in like a oh man i'd love to go back type of way but just in terms of kind of the local establishments that i liked to give my business to um and you kind of think about you know how they're doing in this day and age lots of things have changed since I left. So hoping that they're all doing well. Off the top, I had a quick list of outs. Mother's Federal Hill, uh, where I play trivia every week. The Spot uh, in, uh, in Mount Vernon was just like the lowest quality food possible for the lowest price. You can get so much for so cheap. Sometimes you just need that in your life, right? Never on Sunday, not open on Sundays. Uh, they, they might be now. I don't know. It's Chick-fil-A, kind of like that. Uh, no, it was actually just like a, a diner-type uh, carry out place, but you can get like a really big pizza. Uh, I do know the Mount Vernon Pizzeria closed. That's where I got pizza my first night there. I slept on the carpet uh, because of all my moving issues. I got a, a pizza from Mount Vernon Pizzeria for like 8 bucks, and it was pretty bad, but it was food. Uh, Charmed. Which is a breakfast spot that opened up like halfway through my time there. Uh women owned these two sisters, uh who are super sweet. And I still follow them on uh Instagram and Facebook. They're awesome. Um there's a sport there was a uh uh Terps sports bar, I think is closed now. Um it wasn't Terps, it was something like that. Um right by um right by Micah uh in the train station there. This is terrible for someone who's never been to Baltimore and it's like I'm speaking a different language. Uh but then uh just two more things I think up uh in uh Charles Village where campus is located, the Indian place, I don't know what it's called, but the Indian place that does the lunch buffet, you go in there, you your styrofoam container for ten bucks, pile it as high as you can, carry it back to your office, you know, buffet, you just load that baby up. Ten bucks. And then souvlaki, Greek cuisine. Um and then a uh, bonus, another Greek thing up in Towson, and the Towson Diner. Dude, I tell you what, back in the day, I used to drive up to Pennsylvania after uh, or in the middle of a work day for recruitment, get a car, you stop at the Towson Diner. Their lunch special, I swear it must have been like seven or eight bucks. doesn't matter because I'm not paying for it. It's on the company. But this thing gives you, I don't even know if I can remember, a cup of soup with saltines and then a full platter that had, French fries, like a, a heaping portion, H E A P I N G heaping, and then a full Greek salad, which man, I love a Greek salad, cucumbers, onions, feta cheese, olives. I haven't had dinner yet, it's seven thirty five. We gotta wrap this show. I haven't even talked about what I wanted to talk about. This is terrible. Um and a full euro, like fully loaded lamb euro, like way too big to pick up for like eight bucks. is absolutely absurd. And not like bad quality either, like give you some heartburn, yes. But, you know, tastes bad, way too oily, greasy, no, definitely not. Towson Diner, I think most of those places are still open. It's always been kind of back in my mind that I want to go back to Baltimore, specifically to take Rachel, just to kind of... um, Frequent or or hit some of my you know it, it was a complicated situation living out there for me mentally. A lot of things I didn't like, but also like two years as a young adult, not having any sort of um, community built in when I already got there. You just go out and you make it work. I, I wasn't someone who just like lived in my little shitty studio apartment for two years and never left. Like, dude, I was out. I was seeing stuff seeing way too much stuff especially uh down on the the block uh Baltimore Street with the strip clubs you saw a lot of stuff Uh, but all the way from Fort McHenry up to Towson and the subway and just I I want to go back it's not uh it's not like a top priority for me or anything but uh, it's been five years since I left almost and uh I don't miss it per se but I think about it uh, from time to time, so uh, I have no idea how we got there. Just the we've had some ram uh, uh, some most of our episodes on the Bean Town Podcast are tastic, but this is uh, new length. So we're gonna. I've got my phone in front of me. We're jumping right into it, and we're gonna just get into uh, what we wanted to talk about today. So, of course, as always, and I haven't. If you're curious, I haven't forgotten about palindrome of the day, like Baltimore. I think about it from time to time. I expect it to make some return appearances at some point. Similarly, right on cue, our great news segment, I would like for that to come back in some capacity. But hey, guys, this is a one-man show. I'm doing the best I can here. So we're going to finish with trivia as we typically do. A lot of trivia last week, so you'll excuse me if we just have one question this week. This week on the campaign trail, I didn't... uh, write out my thoughts much. I basically just put uh, one word nouns separated by semicolons and the rest is on me to kind of fill in the blanks, which is terrible because, uh, you know, if I beat this dead horse a gazillion times and it's only February 29th, but the most boring campaign season of my lifetime. You hope it's just like this is a one off dud and not like, oh, this is the norm now. Because, and I was just going back and watching some old like RNC debates, not RNC, but just Republican debates, um, and like Vic Berger edits and stuff, and Democrats too. And the name Lincoln Chafee kept coming up. But just those are just comedy gold and also just entertainment gold and also just kind of intellectually interesting. And this year we're just getting robbed of all of that stuff. And I'm so upset about it. Anyways, this week on the campaign trail was the Michigan primaries. Guess who won? Trump and uh, Biden. Uh, it was also CPAC, which is a great time for the craziest, looniest Trump and Trump adjacent people. Trump gave a long and meandering speech. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, he mentioned uh, one one quote he uh, or something he floated out there that I loved. Joe Biden gangs. I just love the idea of there being not just Joe Biden's gang. Joe Biden gangs this is like the Van Buren boys in Seinfeld or the uh, Latino kings. Joe Biden gangs, fast track to hell. Context is basically like if you reelect these losers are going to be on the Joe Biden gangs, fast track to hell. Kind of reminds me of uh, Little Rascals. Our gang, is that kind of the terminology for it? excuse me, little rascals. You got, uh, Alfalfa and you got the little black boy. And what's the name character's name? It's like, uh, it's like PD or something like that. What a great, uh, what a great program. The little rascals. There are so many older things that were old. Even when I was a kid in the nineties and early two thousands that, you know, you watch on VHS, you get at the library And when you watch it, you know they're old, but it's like, this is, you know, you don't have cable, you live an extremely modest life in your little home in Cherry Valley, not little, but you know what I mean. Uh, My curiosity is like, when I have kids, are we going to be like, it's going to be different. You go to the library, I don't imagine you can just like check out Little Rascals on VHS to get all these collections you'll watch or like. You know, the old comedy films you'd watch. It's a Mad Man, Mad Man world. Even something like Weird Al's UHF is uh, what, like 1989, so 35 years old at this point? When I have kids, can we go there and like see these old things, or are they just going to be seeing Bluey and Neo Pets and Charlie XCX, right? Is there going to be any sort of sense of older culture, even like a. 19 or like a 2000 debate between George W. Bush and Al Gore. Can my kids sit in front of the television for two hours and watch that? Or is it just going to be Olivia Rodrigo or Imagine Dragons? Or is it just going to be, you know, what did Kanye, what did, yay. He's not Kanye West anymore. He's yay. What did yay tweet about today. They don't call it tweets anymore. My kid will never know Twitter. They'll just know X. In fact, in the year 2035, every social media platform will just be a letter. Instagram will be I. Facebook will be F. Uh, Twitter will still be X. But it'll just be porn, actually. It'll just be XXX. You ever wonder how porn became XXX? Me too, but don't really have time on the show to look through it. Uh, other just things from this week in the campaign trail: Trump sneakers, of course. I think is actually over a week old at this point, but we had the pledge drive to get to. And then Trump's back to hugging flags. Not hug. I was going to say not hugging, a different word, but I don't want to get canceled. I don't. I don't mean it in the sense of. Uh, a derogatory, uh, homosexual term. I meant it in the sense of like Trump would use this term kind of thing, but I'm not even going to say it so that I can't get canceled by the aggregators. Uh, but it's a word like flags. And I don't, it's not, it's it's never a word that I've personally used. Um, but I would be surprised if Trump hadn't used it, but he's hugging flags again It's flags with an L. I know it's tough to see. It's kind of a skinny letter. It's one of the skinnier more narrow letters we have. Uh, along with I, probably the probably the, the odds on favorites for skinniest letters. Not going to be skinny after finishing this IPA, I guarantee you that. Dude, almost St. Patrick's Day, two weeks away. My level of uh, uh, just perkiness is up, even though I'm bogged down by uh, my job and the apartment search and planning for a wedding. Uh, which are, you know, things that are exciting at the same time. But the you I was literally for a hot second on my uh, my work team's chat today. We were talking about The Fugitive and how I watch it every year. It's the sense of hope and optimism every mid-March when the um, daylight savings time happens. And you get better temperatures in theory. Not every year. Uh, but just watching The Fugitive, dude, my whole life changes. That movie is just breathtaking to me. So that's this week on the campaign trail. Okay, our last, uh, our penultimate thing, our actual, uh, what we're going to put on the uh, title of this episode is this is what we talked about, and then it was actually only five minutes at the end, which tends to happen on this show. Love it or leave it, guys. That's what I say. It is Leap Day, 2024, twenty nine twenty four. Happy Leap Day to all those who celebrate, I think, 30 Rock, is kind of like the media or cultural king of that. Cause they do a leap day episode and, uh, the whole kind of subplot, not a subplot really, but just like a separate thing is, uh, a film within the show starring, uh, Jim Carrey as leap, Dave William. And, uh, I think it's Andy McDowell doing kind of a groundhog day esque thing, but the two of them, you know, they show like different clips throughout the movie and whatever. Um, So this is uh, Beantown Podcast 2024 Leap Day. This is our second second leap day we've come across as a show because I started early in the second week of uh, January in 2018. So we had 2020 Leap Day, which would have been, gosh, literal like a week before the pandemic struck big time. Uh, COVID was around at that point, the last day of February in 2020, but not, it wasn't like, oh yeah, we're all going to shut down. It was like, oh, this weird thing's happening in China. Uh, I should go back after uh, we finish recording here and check out what we were talking about. It it wasn't a leap day recording, I don't think, four days ago, or four years ago rather, but I can go look at it. Uh, But here's what I wanted to mention here. This is the biggest leaps in history, and the intention of this entire episode was to Have this be the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the show. And for me to dive into thrilling and uh, invigorating comedic commentary on each one of these points. And we'll see how how much time we have. We're at 38% on the MacBook here. The number one biggest leaps in history, printing press, 1440. I think it was Gutenberg who also did some Bible stuff. Basically, the printing press invitation is what I was going to say. It sounds like a swim meet or a track meet. No, it's an invention, rather, like J.S. Bach might write. A series of inventions. If you never listen to Bach inventions, you will instantly feel more uh, educated and classy if you do. I love the Bach B-flat major invention in particular. Go listen to that later. i got to write this stuff down. Bach, there was another thing I mentioned before to listen to Um, or not listen to is just like two seconds ago. I said uh, to check this out and I completely dropped the ball. So (sighs) nothing in my notes to indicate just Trump and CPAC. Uh, The printing press is basically like we can take a book and we can replicate it. I don't know how the technology works. It has to do with molds, right? M O L D S not Eric molds. M O U. LDS, Eric Moulds, who wants to guess BeantownPodcast at yahoo.com. Email us, career yardage and also career touchdowns for Eric Moulds, who, if you are not familiar, was a wide receiver in the NFL for, let's see, per Wikipedia, 12 seasons. Drafted by the Bills, affectionately called E-Money. He played for the Bills... And then uh, Bills are 10 years, and then one season with the Texans, one season with the Titans. If you're curious, if you want more time, this is not our official trivia question of the week, but uh, Eric Molds' career receiving yardage, 9,995 across 12 seasons and touchdowns 49. Uh, one of those uh, very solid – it's pretty hard to be in the NFL for 12 years, to be honest – wide receiver or otherwise. So good for Eric Moulds. I don't know. uh, There's nothing on his Wikipedia page after 2007. That always makes me sad, like whether or not he could be the most successful person in the world, and I would have no idea if his Wikipedia page didn't indicate it. But I'm always like, oh, God, his Wikipedia page stopped 17 years ago. What do you think Eric Moulds is doing? Maybe he moved to Guam and he lives in a little wood shack. And he gets all the games on cable. And he just reads books all day and writes a column. I always wanted to write a column. Beantownpodcast.com slash blog. And I don't know. He's got the body of Lance Reddick. Rest in peace. And he was with his wife. And they have a seal for a pet. Not the singer, but the actual animal. And it's Guam, so they're just off in their own little universe. Good for you, Eric I'm proud of you. That's a printing press. Uh paper money, another big leap in human history, the late 18th century. Here was my comment on paper money. The whole concept of money started it was like I have this penny, it's worth this much in copper. Or I have this nickel, it's worth this much in nickel. Or I have this quarter, it's worth this much in quarter. Uh, which I think is a mistranslation from courts. We played baseball with this Lutheran family, the courts, courts, courtsies, K-O-R-T-Z-E-S. Andrew and uh, Michael, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Mount Olive Lutheran Church, shout out. Uh, I don't think what I just mentioned is accurate about the uh, you know nickel-to-nickel, quarter-to-courts uh, what did I even say about the penny? Penny to pennies, copper to copper, I don't know. Uh, but how did how did we go from like, here's how, how does money work? Essentially is what I'm asking. Like how did banks decide, I'm going to print out this amount of paper, going to slap a 20 on it, and it will be worth 20. Like, How did, I should be way more high for this. I'm not high at all, so I should be any level of high to be discussing this. But it doesn't really matter because a big leap in human history in the late 18th century was paper money. Pretty cool. Steel. In the 1850s, we're not talking Ricky Henderson. We're talking actual steel. What the heck is steel? Steel's not an element. Steel is, what do you think? Copper? Iron? It's just like refined iron, right? Aluminum, magnesium, xenon. Does xenon come into play at all? And steel. Steel basically reinvented the way we construct our buildings and our battleships and the Lusitanias and uh, those cool ships that could float down the Mississippi River in Civil War. Pretty cool with little turrets out out the top. Pretty neat stuff. What the hell is steel? I Googled steel and it came up Steelers, and it's a bunch of Kenny Piggott crap I don't care about. Steel is an alloy of iron and carbon. I think I was pretty close. I said iron, and I also said xenon, which is basically carbon with just a couple of different letters moved around. Uh, an alloy. Alloy is something you learn in chemistry when you're 16 years old and you never remember Uh, An alloy is a mixture of chemical elements of which at least one is a metal. That's simple enough. I'll remember that. Maybe. Uh, Steel is an alloy of iron and carbon with improved strength and fracture resistance. God, I needed that for my shoulder. High school baseball would have been different compared to other forms of iron. So, yeah, it's uh, stainless steel. Oh, That's pretty cool. Oh, it's got chromium, 11% chromium. I should be putting that into my apartment uh filter search, I say I need 11% chromium in your kitchens. Can you deliver? And these landlords will text me back and say, what the f- frick are you talking about? So uh, steel, pretty big invention, pretty neat. Congratulations to Andrew Carnegie. Uh, next up, domestication. Uh, you all knew this one was coming. Domestication of the horse. If you're curious, that was about 5,500 years ago. So basically, humans could only go so far on foot as uh, their little feet would take them, and especially if you get a blister on your pinky toe, oh, you got you got problems. What do you think the furthest? Here's a question for you: This is like an ultra marathon thing. Excuse me. We'll Google this too. Furthest a human being has gone. In 24 hours Before I actually see the answer I'm going to look away And I'm going to guess Because this is like a running thing right People run for 24 hours And if you were running I don't know Presumably faster than 10 minutes a mile I don't know But 10 minutes per mile would get you 6 miles in an hour Times 24 would be 48 Excuse me times 3 Which is 90. and not ninety six. Forty eight times two is ninety. This is a rough ninety six plus another forty eight is one hundred forty four. So one hundred forty four miles. So here that's the over under if I did my math correctly. And who knows if I did? Uh, do you do we think a human being has gone further on foot than one hundred and forty four miles in twenty four hours? And here's your answer. The world record for the event on all surfaces set by Miho Nakata. Oh, here's why I was off, because it was so recent. A oh, Japan in 2023, oh, I'm getting conflicted. Oh, for women. Okay, here we go. Uh, 167.99, so 168 miles for women. And for men, Lithuania 2022 miles in 24 hours. 198, that's, okay, 198 miles divided by 24. This person is doing eight and a quarter miles per hour? That's absurd. Divided by 60. He's going over, he's going basically .14 miles per minute. That's obs- That that's insane. All this is to say, the domestic domestication of the horse fifty five hundred years ago meant you could go way further. So pretty neat stuff there. Uh, we got a couple technical ones here. The transistor in nineteen forty seven. I don't know what the heck a transistor is. It's probably something I probably one of those things in AP physics with. Uh, God love him. Keith Jeske, a Bible man who was also asked to teach physics, uh, was supposed to teach us at the end of AP Physics before the AP test, and we never got to. I just want to say I'm not like a. We already talked about high school a little bit with soccer and swimming and stuff. I'm not a jaded person in particular, but it and I was not a physics expert, nor did I put in a ton of time or energy or work or anything like that. But I personally feel. Slightly jaded by the fact that no matter how good or bad I was at physics, just at a, as, a, as a core concept, I took AP physics, the culmination of any AP class is the AP test, and we spent nine months, whatever it was, going through material, and it came to the AP test And there were concepts and larger topics covered on this AP test, which is standardized nationally across the U.S., that we never reached in our class just because we ran out of time. Now, am I sitting here saying, oh, I was such an expert, I wish my teacher, Keith Jeske, would have given us more to do and I would have excelled? Nope, I probably would have just sucked at it because I sucked at the rest of physics and that's fine. But I do feel like I never got a fair shot. You gotta, what is uh, uh the the Mets manager Terry uh, Francona? Was that him or is that someone else? No, not not, no, it's Buck Showalter, right? No, it's uh Terry uh Terry Collins. There's so there's too many managers. Terry Collins, that's who it, who it was, right? Terry Collins for the Mets. He gotta give us a shot. His whole uh, voice is breaking. Terry Francona was the Red Sox and the Indians manager. Uh, Terry uh, or uh, Francona was the Red Sox and Indians manager. Terry, I don't even remember the other person who said Terry Collins. Oh, uh, the Buck Showalter is currently the uh, the Orioles manager, right? And he was back in Seinfeld days. He was the Yankees manager. Uh, this is Terry Collins, who's long retired. Uh, you gotta give us a shot, Jeske. That's how I felt about that. And then uh, the Telegraph, nineteenth century, pretty cool. I love uh, because I've always been curious, like, how do phones work? Basically, the telegraph back in the day, it was just like we're going to send certain electric signals and then not send, take pause at other times in a short, rapid succession. And whatever that pattern is that tells you letters and numbers and that sort of thing. And that's how the telegraph worked. which one of very few things in physics I actually understand. So there you go. Uh, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't belabor the point on any of these. Uh, antibiotics, electric light, flight, the Tom Cruise ankle breaking ankle breaking ankle breaking jump in Mission Impossible Six Fallout. That's a big leap. Uh, Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam. And uh, didn't look this up, but whoever has the world record for high jump and or long jump, these are all the greatest leaps in human history. So congratulations to these folks. There was actually, believe it or not, one other thing I wanted to talk about in the show today before trivia, and I'm not going to get there. We're going to pencil it in for next week, if I remember. Uh, everyone's talking about Dune 2 right now. Uh, So I have never read Dune, I've never seen Dune, never seen any of the films, never seen the first film that Villeneuve made. So my uh, goal was to sit here in front of you and predict the plots of Dune 1 and 2. Uh, We're going to get to that next week, hopefully. And then next week after that is St. Patrick's Day, Fugitive, all that fun stuff. But it wouldn't be a Town Podcast episode without finishing up with our trivia question of the week. It has nothing to do with anything else we've talked about. It is a special day in history, leap day, so it is a day in history type question. I'll give it to you straight up. You can guess. We'll wrap it up on that. Uh, here is the trivia question. On February 29th, 1940, 1940, Hattie McDaniel becomes the first black person to win an Oscar for this film. If you're curious, she won for Best Supporting Actress. So again, 1940, 84 years ago, Hattie McDaniel becomes the first black person to win an Oscar. She won it for this film as Best Supporting Actress. And uh, there you go. If you're curious, of course you're curious. What's the answer? It is Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. To be in full transparency with you, I have never seen Gone with the Wind. I have never read it. Someday I will want to watch it, um, and I don't even really know the plot. I know it's a, you know set in the Civil War. It's in the South. But beyond that, there's got to be so much more that happens, right? So many more important things. I have no idea. I've never personally seen Gone with the Wind. Uh, email us, beantubpodcast at yahoo.com with a plot summary, because I'm not capable of looking it up myself. That's what I have for you guys. Apologies, that I didn't get to everything. Uh Dune one and two preview slash predictions slash just no idea what they're about coming to you next week. Uh thank you again to everyone who supported the show last week and our Pledge Drive Telephone fundraiser. I really appreciate it that's what I got for you. Laptop is dying. Quinn is hungry. It's eight o'clock. I got to eat my dinner. Happy leap day to everyone. And uh, hope you stay safe. Hope you stay sane. My name is Quinn David Furness. This is my show. I will check in on you next week. Bye everyone. Take care.